Hey, great friends. What's going on? It is Wednesday afternoon. Uh, LA Cap is back into San Diego. He's back to San Diego Cap. And I'm really happy about that, by the way. Happy to be home. Hey, um, I want to say that yesterday's show, when we had Chase Fisher, the founder of Blender's Eyewear on, I received so much feedback from that interview. Most of the feedback was, wow, what an inspiring story. Kid is at San Diego State goes out to a nightclub one night, buys these cheap sunglasses at Target. Everybody thinks they're bomb. And all of a sudden, guy goes, you know what? I should make sunglasses. Borrows money from his, his roommate who had a couple bucks and blew through that real quick. And before you know it, he's got blenders. And I'll tell you guys, um, Alex, I don't know about you, man, but I, I wear these every day. I know you, you told Chase yesterday that you know, you've been a blenders wearer for a long time. These I wear daily. These are kind of like driving, you know, walking, kind of running around. Um, these new ones, I just got these. And I don't know why. Here's the thing about blenders. They're so inexpensive that if you lose them or break them or if they scratch or if they get old and you want new ones, they're so inexpensive that you just go get a new pair. And, you know, whether that's going into one of their brick and mortar stores or I would I'd strongly suggest you guys buy through us because Chase has given everybody 20%. In fact, if you go to their website, there's a pop-up that talks about 15%, but he's given us 20%. So um, love these glasses. What I love about them is if they break, if you lose them, dude, they're cheap. And when I say cheap, I don't mean that the quality is poor. I just mean that they're, they're just not expensive compared to like ridiculously expensive pairs of sunglasses. So check them out, man. Blenders Eyewear. And use our code Kaplan, K-A-P-L-A-N. You're saving 20%. 20% savings. How you like yours, Alex? Loving them, dude. Absolutely loving them. Rocking them every day. I was so surprised uh, to hear that, you know, he's like, they've got the, the deal with your favorite F1 driver, Max Verstappen. And uh, we obviously, me and Browner are super excited about being in business with Coach Prime. So Blender's Eyewear, code Kaplan, 20% savings. All right, let me keep going. Um, I'll start off with Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. They're only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. Free parking. Um, when I say free, I mean, you go to a lot of these casinos. I mean, they're free. They're trying to get you in, but they also have these giant parking structures. And you get there and it tells you which lot, uh, which which number stall is actually open. And you're driving round and round and round. And then you got to schlep all the way to get to the casino. The parking is right there. It's, it's just, it's not a big place. There's no concert venue. There's no massive buffet. Um, there's no wannabe Vegas pool scene. It's just a place where you play blackjack, poker, and have amazing food. And that is Seven Mile Casino in a nutshell. And it's smoke-free, and it's convenient, and it's easy to get to. So enjoy yourself. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. And uh, you have any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. I've got a problem. My problem is that yesterday I listened to Alex uh, talk, me out of, <laughs> talk me out of what I thought should have been you know, the, the obvious player for uh, San Diego State last night. I mean, I honestly, I was like, why would I not play their best player? And he wound up scoring last night 27 points. And if I would have just listened to my own gut, I would have won because I also had um, Kyrie Irving. And I also took some goalkeeper to have like 23 and a half saves in hockey. And I won both of, I won on Kyrie. I won on the goalkeeper and the two San Diego State players that I, I took, both of these guys failed for me. So download the prize picks app. Use our code great friends. You get a 100% match for your first deposit. When you de you deposit 20 bucks, they give you 20 bucks. You deposit 100 bucks, they'll give you $100. It's a first deposit match, 100% up to $100 by downloading the Prize Picks app and using our code great friends. And we'll obviously talk more about this as the show goes on. And just one last thing I mentioned it. We've doubled our sales with Athletic Greens, AG1. 
I don't take any vitamins. I don't take any supplements. This is the only thing I take every single day. I drink it while we're on the air. You take one packet, you pour it in 12 ounces of water. You take the vitamin D, which you get for free when you buy through us. And this is it, man. It's hydration. It's vitamins, minerals, nutrients, superfoods, probiotics, everything wrapped up right here in one. And like I say, man, let's all get healthy together here in 2024. It'll cost you less than a cup of coffee. So enjoy your AG1 and get on that subscription with athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. And for those of you that are watching, you can use the QR code. All right, let's get going. Let's start the show. Yo, great friends. What's going on, man? It's Wednesday afternoon. It's Kaplan and crew. Got Grande, got the Brown Man. We're coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. For those of you that are with us on radio, on terrestrial, old school, traditional radio, 1090, blasting from San Diego through Orange County, LA, and into the Central Coast. Glad everybody is with us on radio. By the way, um, speaking of radio for just one second, I got a call this morning from a longtime great friend who said, bro, I was driving last night to the San Diego State basketball game. I turned on the radio and I heard you guys interviewing a gentleman by the name of Wayne Kimmel. So for those of you that were with us yesterday, um, you heard this interview with this guy, Wayne Kimmel. Wayne is in Philadelphia. He owns a company called 76 Capital. They are investors in sports and technology and media. And Wayne was so interesting yesterday, something so different, so unique. And this caller, uh, this, this friend called me and said, dude, I was on the edge of my seat listening to this interview. He goes, I don't know if everybody else was on the edge of their seat. He goes, I really don't know because people expect you to talk about the Aztecs basketball team, the Padres spring training, the Dodgers, Otani home runs, um, crazy shots in basketball. And a lot of those happened last night. He's like, but I was literally on the edge of my seat listening to Wayne Kimmel because I found him to be so interesting. And Alex, that baseball bat that he showed us yesterday, the smart bat, the one where the kid is playing on the field and the, the parents are sitting there tracking the data on their phone. I don't know what you're going to do with it, but I plan on getting you one of those smart baseball bats just so I'm you a, know. I'm going to go hit some dingers. Is that what you're going to do? You're going to go hit some dingers? Track my own dingers. That's really? What I'm gonna do. Yeah. Really? What, are you going to go to a batting cage or something? No, I'll just hit up my boys over at San Diego State and be like, yo, I, I still got eligibility. Y'all want to oh, see really? what I can do? Yeah. Really? Really? You want to go hit yeah. some dingers, do you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure that's yeah. how that works, bro. Sure no, that's that works. exactly no? how it works, Brown. Yeah. If you got eligibility. I played no athletics during my time. Doesn't that mean I'm eligible to go? play baseball dude you a hundred percent i i always say to my daughter who's up at boise state she's going to graduate in may i go listen here's what i would do if i were you i'd get myself into kick-ass shape i'd go register for or you know get into some graduate program and now at 21 or 22 now i'd go back out for the yeah. soccer team because you got four years of eligibility remaining and i got nil opportunities oh hell yeah you do you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. You don't think yeah. 76 Capital wants to invest in Grande and Dingers with the Mariucci Smart Bat? <laughs> I don't know if it was called the Mariucci. <laughs> Wasn't it the Mariucci? I think it was the Steve Mariucci, the Mooch. I don't know. I think I think it's called it's close to that. I don't is no, Mariucci Mamucci. Oh, Marucci, not Mariucci. <laughs> <Marucci. laughs> I'll work on my endorsement skills. 
<laughs> so anyway, hey, listen, for everybody that's listening on radio, glad you guys are here and glad you were listening yesterday on your way down to the San Diego State basketball game. We'll get to San Diego State and what they did last night in just a matter of moments. And I am going to bitch and complain to Alex in particular, who talked me off my prize pick yesterday and talked me into a separate prize pick. And I lost both of them because Alex talked me into them and I should have just listened to my gut. I should have just done what I wanted to do. And I, I just, I wussed out and I listened to Grande because he always tells me he's the smartest guy on the show. And then I, I, I lost both plays as a matter of fact. So I'll get to that coming up. Um, so radio listeners, glad you guys are here. YouTubers, you're the heart and soul of what goes on around here. Okay. So Browner, would you like to give a public service to all of our YouTube viewers today? Like, 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 like that thing. Hit that like button, man. It's easy. Scroll on over. Scroll on over. Hit that like. Let's get them likes up. Let's get over 100 likes. There you go. Let's get under over 100 likes. Share it. Subscribe to it if you're new. If you're new, welcome. If you're old, stay. Welcome back. And tell a friend to tell a friend. Like that thing. Let's keep it yeah. moving. Yeah, like that thing. And mm -hmm. also, I always say to everybody, because now I know I'm asking for a lot of help here, but share that thing. Hmm. Like I told you the first time you brought this up, sharing that thing a little more complicated than liking that thing. Yeah, but it, but if you just look at that little arrow, okay, and you go, what is this little arrow? That, that's how you share that thing. And then what you do is you click share, mm -hmm. and then you put it on your Twitter. And I don't care if you got 20 followers or 2,000 or 20,000 followers. You share that thing, and then you go, hey, I'm listening or I'm watching Kaplan and crew. These are my boys. And then people are on the other end, and they go, you know, I mean, even if you just get a small percentage of people, if you shared that thing, Right. Then people might Why come to it, that thing. Okay. Observation. I must have missed it during vacation. Mm -hmm. When Browner says thing, it sounds completely normal where he's from. When Scott says thing, it sounds like you own a barbecue shop in Mississippi. <laughs> like it sounds like you smoke ribs for a living. I don't know is why that, you have a weird that is that good. I don't bad? know. I just like I don't know, I don't know if you're trying to if you're trying to replicate the way Browner sounds. Yeah, I am. I mean, if Browner oh, says you're not thang, even close. You're no, not Browner even, no. says you know he says he says like that thing, and I'm like, okay, I want to sound cool like that, so I say share that thing. Okay, on the chat and the comments, please tell me if I'm wrong here because I'm hearing Southern twang, and Browner's just street thing when he says thing no, no you're no, like not, yeah, yeah. say it again thing. i'm am i tripping here all right let me hear browner let me hear you say it naturally like that like that thing okay and i say share that thing <laughs> do you not hear that browner you're it's not the same that? exact thing it's, i heard it in the beginning it's, it's the not same the thing. thing it's the same thing it's not a twang it's a thing no, it's like you wear overalls and you're smoking pork ribs in it from like a something you right. know what i'm saying like you have right. a very different twang to it to my dad, yeah. When you, when you, it sounds like you know a guy named Cletus, oh, yeah. really? or your name is Cletus, either one. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. I watched the Great American Show Barbecue Showdown on on Netflix. You sound like one of those participants. That's oh, what yeah. you sound like. Yeah. You know, it's funny though. My my girlfriend tells me, and you know, this is like now two weeks ago, but we were on a four day little trip down to Mexico. And so I try to do the best I can to speak Spanish when I'm there, and I don't have I don't have a deep roster of the language you know it's just it's pretty short actually and so when i say gracias i'll say gracias mm -hmm. and what do you think she thinks she hears when i say gracias she thinks i'm saying grassy ass yeah grassy ass i don't see, yeah i don't hear yeah. that though yeah, yeah. grassy ass mm. grassy ass buenos dias grassy like ass you, like the way you hear when i say johnny burrito all you hear is johnny burrito <laughs> 
Johnny Burrito, right? I'm gonna right. take me one of them machaca burritos, right? You know, right? Or carne asada, yeah, or pollo asada. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna or have one of them yeah. things. I'm gonna have one of them things. I don't know. I don't. I don't hear the getting, difference. Getting a little better. And brown. When you dang. just say it naturally, it's 100 southern twang. <laughs> no, nah, it ain't no southern twang. It's a thang. Okay. Okay. You feel me? <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, YouTubers. Like do what Browner says, like that thing, mm -hmm. okay, and uh, and, su and subscribe to that thing and share that thing. I, okay, uh, audio podcasters, you're on your own time, man. You're doing your own thing. We're glad you guys are here, whenever that may be. And to our TV viewers tonight on Cox, your view all throughout Southern California, glad everybody's here. So yesterday uh, we were talking about the San Diego State game last night, and um, I listened to a lot of that game on radio. I actually was driving south from LA and listening to uncle Teddy through the static. Uh, I was listening to that thing. And um, I'll tell you, it's, it's, you expect San Diego state, particularly at home to be significantly better than San Jose state. And yet those guys are, they're kind of scrappy, you know, they, they, they give you what they got. I definitely should have taken Ladie last night. I think his prize picks number was like 21 points or something like that. And he scored, 27 points and i want to say that he had a prize picks like uh points rebounds assist number 29. i remember it was, it was, is that what it was he had 27 points 11 boards so i would have won that play too and instead uh, alex you you were like no because you know they're probably going to win easily and you know i'm gonna oh, he, i was he, concerned that they could win easily yeah, well, you screwed me. Is, yeah. is this where we? Oh, ooh, see, this where we prize picking because last night your boy mm -hmm. five out of six. Jordan oh, really? Jalen Ladee came in big time because I had him for points and rebounds more of twenty seven and a half, and he came through with thirty eight. I know. So, listen to this. I, I I had Kyrie Irving last night in one of those. Uh, I had know. Kyrie Irving for more than twenty nine points. Demon time winner. No, no, I had him. I had him for more than nineteen and a half. On maybe it was is the green the the demon or is red the demon? The red. The red. Okay. So I had the goblin. I had the green. Mm -hmm. I had Kyrie Irving at more than nineteen and a half points last night. He had twenty eight. Um, I put him together with Micah Parrish, who who Grande was like, you know, let's play somebody other than Ladie. And I had Micah Parrish last night to score nine and a half points. I had him for nine. more. He had nine. He had nine. Mm -hmm. Then mm -hmm. on the on the other side, I had you, know, you guys. This is when you know you're going deep on prize picks. I had Andre. Vasilevsky. Oh, you guys geez. know who he is? I don't even know where no. to find one of those. Andre Vasilevsky is the goaltender for Tampa Bay, the Lightning. And they were playing Philadelphia last night. And I had him for more than 23 and a half saves. Of course, knowing off the top of my head that Philadelphia takes a lot of shots in a game. Um, he actually had 25 shots. Uh, 25 you know saves. That, though? No, did I didn't. Know that? I did not know that. Okay. It was I didn't have okay. any idea. Um, and I put him together with Darian Trammell from San Diego State for nine and a half points. You know how many he scored last night? He, uh, yeah, zero. Yeah, goose egg. So, so I will say this. You know, it's kind of like when people. See my man, you know, my man was wide open, wide open, so many times, and he was like, "Ah, I'm good." Yeah. He had eight assists, dude. Yeah. I, I, he was you know, just driving the basket, wide open you, wide open you, wide open you. You just I was like, hate, I'm not going to shoot tonight. I always hate when people are like, they blame other people for getting them sick. Like, hey, man, you got me sick. You know, it's like, no, no, I you didn't get you sick, sick, you know. But no, but but I, I'm blaming Alex for talking me off of Ladie last night mm -hmm. when I should have just gone with my own gut. 
And so um, I also like, like that you st- if you go back and listen to the show, watch yeah, the show, yeah. you started off by saying, I don't want to play Ladie tonight well, because did. of and then we all agreed with you. But Browner obviously turned his back on you. You should be mad at Browner. He's the one that played Ladie last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. OK, let's get something straight. Whatever okay, I'd say to do, he does the exact opposite. That's pretty much true, which is not smart. So, anymore. so here I am getting five out of six. I'm nailing Ladie. I'm nailing Donovan Mitchell's Taco Tuesday. I'm nailing Jonathan Kaminga for 28, more than 18 and a half. He had 21. I'm nailing Kyrie Irving for more than 29 and a half. He get 30. I'm nailing Jalen Brown for more than 24 and a half. He get 31, okay? The only one I failed at, Darius Garland. Bro, what you doing out here? Two for 10? Mm. Two for 10, and it takes Max Struess. They had a half-court shot for y'all to win a game. But you know what? I five out of six. I won. It was a great game to watch between Dallas and Cleveland. People don't care about that. I did. No, no. But you know what? It's funny you say that because um, yesterday about, I don't know, about 7 o'clock or so, 7.15, I got a text from a longtime great friend. You guys will remember. You guys remember my boy Spiv? Remember Steven Spivak? You guys remember Spiv? Spiv, for some reason, I don't really know why, he was videotaping the very last play in that Dallas-Cleveland game. He He just. No, he wasn't there, but he was like watching oh. on TV and he had his phone out. He He's like, I can't believe I just did this. And there was that like crazy ass, long, huge shot that Cleveland dropped. Because last night in basketball, through the NBA, and in particular two games in the Mount West Conference, there were like these crazy, long, games. buzzer beater type shots. Game you know? was crazy. It was a crazy just night in the Mount West last night. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Alex, you know, you've been saying it kind of all season, but I know Sports Center did a thing last night that this is probably the best the Mountain West Conference has ever been top to bottom. And I want to say that ESPN's um the guy who puts together like all the uh bracketology, is it is it what's the guy's name? Joe Lunardi. Joe Lunardi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has right now, he has five Mountain West teams in the yeah. NCAA tournament. Ooh. And last night, those five legitimately four of them could have lost utah state miraculous uh unlv forced to overtime against wyoming nevada miraculous and san diego state kept it close against san jose state all night couldn't pull away they all could have lost last night four of the five boise destroyed air force other than that it was all close show us the um there were two monster crazy shots in the conference last night, we'll, we'll come. We'll bring it home to San Diego State, but just uh, take us through these. And for those Start of you that are uh, Nevada, because this was by far this was a game winner at the buzzer from Nevada. Lucas fires and it in. Oh, Lucas lost his mind. Okay, so so Nevada beat Colorado I love, State. I love when a guy makes a shot and people don't know where to run. They're like, ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get so, him. well, you know, um, that shot was from the other side of half court. I mean, mm-hmm. that was longer than a half court shot that that kid made in a 70 70 and a 74 74 tie game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, and he, by the way, I don't know that he called bank on that one, Brown. Don't need to. Don't need to when the game's on the line. Get it in the <laughs> circle. Show it to us one more time. That was. I awesome. also want you to to listen to that awkward silence at Colorado State. Okay. Because when you hit a buzzer beater like that away, ooh, even the ooh. even the fans don't know what to do. Yeah. Lucas fires for the win. Oh, Jared Lucas. 
this mind. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Wow. It's like a it's like a, a, a murmur in the crowd. It's like, oh, we lost. Oh. Dude, that was cool. But, but even yeah. if you're a Colorado State fan, you're like, ah. Uh, so it's right. not like a cheer. But I think that that yeah. roar you're hearing is the players of Utah State. They're the ones going, oh, that's it. Yeah. Like, that's all you hear, dude. Oh, yeah. I've never been in an arena where my team loses like that ever in my Head life. Silent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'll tell you what, we, we were in that arena last year in Houston, that stadium in Houston. Um, oh, when yeah. San Diego State on the opposite end of that. hit that buzzer beater, bro. And we were there. Ooh. There it is. There's the picture. Alex has it right behind him, you know, and uh, the buzzer beater that San Diego State hit. And you're like, ah, yeah. all right. What was the other uh, big shot last night? In the Utah Washington? State forcing overtime against Fresno State, one of the, Wait, one whoa, of the lower end. Wasn't Utah State? Didn't Utah State? Beat Colorado. Okay, it was in Nevada. Oh, it was Nevada, the same colors. Okay, same colors. Okay. Utah State, who went this is a forced overtime. To maintain its national ranking. Darius Brown trying to draw a foul, forces up a three and banks it in with one second left. Pope now did he call bank? Mm. That was not nearly as an exciting of a call. No. I, I guess that was, well, that was the road call. Yeah. To maintain its national ranking. Darius Brown trying to draw a foul, forces up a three and banks it in with one second left. Pope. That is a Fresno State yeah. call, and they're the home team. <laughs> been the Mountain West, Mountain West Network called. Okay. That, that was rough. That, that was yeah, it was not exciting. No, and then they went to overtime, and they win 77-73. Utah mm-hmm. State, obviously, the top dog right now in the Mountain West, so that would have been a big loss for them, especially losing against Fresno State. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Fresno State's at the lower end, and then UNLV, who uh, the Aztecs play next Tuesday. They were forced to overtime by Wyoming, who's also mm-hmm. on the lower end. And there was no like, there was crazy dunks in that game, but there wasn't any uh, buzzer beaters or anything of that nature. So. so you had, so you had the the first one, which was the Nevada, which was the mm-hmm. half court shot, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Then you had the Utah State, which was kind of like a Steph Curry style three. Yeah. Um, and then again, I, I go back to the beginning, which was Cleveland over Dallas. Did you guys see this one, I, Browner? You mentioned it. You must have seen it, Alex. Oh, did you man. did you see this one? What happened in this not. Cleveland Dallas? Oh, you really you didn't see it? No. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have known about it until my boy Spiv sent me that uh, message. Um, and he showed me the video where Spiv is screaming, going crazy. He, by the way, he doesn't have a dog in the fight. He's just a crazy oh. NBA fan. Oh, now you're seeing it, huh? <laughs> I just yeah, saw you're seeing it. the whole what's, sequence. Brown, right. Is right. it Struce from uh, Max Struce? Max Struce was on yeah. Miami last year, signed by Cleveland. So this the initial play is actually pretty sick, too. Because Luka Doncic finds, I think it's P.J. Washington under the basket after a scramble play here. Go ahead and run. That's the whole play. Yeah, okay. Just to the left of the Cavs bench. All we need Leave is a deflection. Pass deflected by Mobley, but grabbed by Doncic. Doncic bounced underneath the wow. P.J. and he laid it in. So you think you, you, you think you won. Yeah, yeah. now you, 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 yeah. out of timeout. Struce into Mobley. Back to Max. Half court shot. Good. He. Good. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah, that is dude. crazy, man. Badass. I'm telling you, and 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 that's See, that's in I, Cleveland, so that's fun, for right? Them. Yeah, right? right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that's what you know. All these buzzer beating type shots, but really in particular, the Nevada half court shot and mm-hmm. the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers half court shot. shot. The way um, Sports Center put those two together last night yeah. was like, look, one of these two is going to be the top play of yeah. the night. We I got to tell you, man, watching watching highlights last night, it's getting me ready for March Madness, dude. Like, yeah. we're, I know it's we got an extra ready. day. and I know I know it's a leap year, right? So we got an extra day tomorrow. But good, yeah. dude, I am, I'm getting ready now, man. I'm getting ready. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling it. 
tell you what I'm getting ready for is a Saturday night Browner and Lawhead at the Grand Comedy Club in Escondido. And I was just saying to my girlfriend, I'm like, we got to go out there on Saturday night. There's two shows. There's a 630 show and there's an 830 Mm -hmm. show. And I see myself as more of the 830 type of guy. But um, I want to I want to definitely get out on Saturday night. And listen, I hope all great friends will come out and support Browner and Lawhead. Because uh, I think we're going to have a great show on Saturday. Remember, this was going to be a show that was going to be on a Thursday night where Browner was going to MC the show and Lawhead and a few other comics were all going to perform. Well, now Browner's got himself a full set on two different shows. But if you're going to come out, come on out. It doesn't matter. 6.30, 8.30. I will be there at the 8.30 show. So if you guys want to hang out, you know, hug it out. Let's take pics and post them all over social media, the whole thing. Let's get out there on Saturday night for the 8.30 show. Blenders. Uh, hey Alex, any chance you're coming out Saturday night? I don't think so. But I mm-hmm. don't. I said, remember our things was uh, show up wearing blenders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out, wear them blenders. Right. I'm gonna wear. I might wear my blenders on stage. I don't know which ones I'm gonna wear. I might wear yeah. some on stage. Tickets available. Hey. CaplanandCrew.com. Hey, real quick. Um, since we're talking about all these buzzer beaters, did you guys happen to see the highlight of the buzzer beater that happened for the one team in the uh, HBCU level that was 0 and 27, and they finally won? Did you guys see that one at all? I did no. not. Okay, well, that's because I'm more tuned into the HBCs than you. Stick around. We're just getting rolling. This is Kaplan and Hey, great friends. Yo, what's up? It's Wednesday afternoon. It's Kaplan and crew. Got Grande and the brown man. The entire Mishbucha is back in the house. Kaplan and crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. 7milecasino.com. For those of you that are watching on YouTube or on television, it's right over my shoulder right here. 7 Mile Casino. It never moves. Um, And that is because it is the place to be. If you are looking to play blackjack or poker or other table games, if you want great food at Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, which is Sammy's Woodfire Pizza, but it's right there in the casino. Parking is convenient and it's easy. There's no smoking. It's only seven minutes south of downtown. I'm telling you, it is a great, great place to play blackjack, poker, other table games. And uh, have great food. And the Bay of Chula Vista is right there. It's just beautiful. Seven Mile Casino. Their website is sevenmilecasino.com. And if you have any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay. Hey, if you're just getting with us, we were having a conversation about San Diego State last night and the basketball team and how they – Alex, would you say they they struggled to win? Um, I mean, it, it was a, definitely a tight game, a closer game than probably most of us expected. You know, they're at home. Yeah. And kind of one of the lesser teams in the conference. Um, San Diego State is kind of they're they're right there in terms of battling for the regular season title, uh, positioning themselves for the, the postseason tournament. Uh, I mentioned that ESPN and Joe Lenardi, their bracketologist, has five teams from the Mount West Conference that he thinks are all going to be in the NCAA tournament. So that means four at large berths, which is amazing for the for the conference. This is a conference that for years we've been saying that you're holding San Diego State down. Um, and 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 the conference that when they do get more than one team in, they none of them win. Yes. <laughs> they just bounce out in the first round. But this notion of the conference holding San Diego State down is not it's not accurate this year. Right. You know, um, football didn't do its part, and basketball is not only continuing to do its part, but the conference has gotten significantly better, and this is a team and a conference that was in the national championship game a year ago. And I have to do research, and I could do it for tomorrow, but I do believe the last few years they've had multiple 
entries into the into the NCAA tournament. I think it's been a while since they just only had one. Yeah, but I don't think it was just, five. No, 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 definitely not. Right. But it, I think the days of just whoever wins the tournament in, I think those are gone. Yeah, I mean the the conference has has caught up, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so I mean, so when anyway, UNLV is good, yeah, that that's helps. good for the conference. But, yes. And by the way, you know what would be really good for the conference? If UNLV would be good in football. Now, they were better this year in football. In fact, mm-hmm. um, I didn't pay that much attention to UNLV football, but they played in a bowl game. Mm-hmm. You know, um, UNLV football could be such a help to this conference because they play in the Raiders stadium now. They've got the market name. Um, it's just it, UNLV in both football and basketball, the conference needs them. They have for a yeah. long time. You know, so we uh, I wouldn't about- say they struggled though to answer your question. I don't think that they struggled. I just think remember that when they played in San Jose, the team could just score. They were making they were making contested threes, not as many as the first game. And once San Jose took the lead, they never gave it back in the first half. So I don't think it was a struggle. I just think it's it's a it was a close game between a team that gave it their all, who made some shots at San Jose State, who continues to struggle from the three every now and then. That's kind of what I saw. If they made some open threes or took open threes, Darian Trammell then maybe it would have been a little easier. So yeah. come on, Darian. Uh, I, mean, I had I hate it. picks, dude, for nine Same. points. Come on, dog. My, my boy played 32 minutes and, and he was, he was on the court the whole game, but he was just like dishing it. So I was like, all right, I should, I should have played him for assists rather than points. Yeah. Yeah. He had yeah. eight of them. Yeah. So um, the night though, the night of San Diego state winning, really the highlight of the night was not the San Diego state win. We'll, we'll get back to them in a second. We'll hear from coach Dutcher, but it was a night of buzzer beaters. And for those of you that are just getting with us, um, we kind of went through that in the opening segment. We'll we'll reset it for you here real quick. Alex, the, the two big buzzer beaters, or uh, one was not a buzzer beater. One was to tie the game and take it to overtime. Let's but, do the boring one first. This okay, is the game tying one. Even though the shot's great when you look at the shot, this is a Utah State's game tying shot. To maintain its national ranking, Darius Brown trying to draw a foul, forces up a three and banks it in with one second left. And what a terrible call. I don't care. I don't care if if that's the home team at Fresno state's call. You you just, that was heartbreak. If that was the conference call, dude, this is, this is an amazing game between two conference foes. I mean, that is a terrible, unexciting call. Sorry. This guy go to Tony Romo school to how to announce. This bad. At least Tony Romo would have given you some noise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love we, we, we all pile on, you know, and then I become Harold Letterman. Well, Jim, yeah, I know right? 103, 101. Wow. Wow. Copy but, no, but after the Super Bowl, Tony Romo would have been like, you know what, Jim? I'm just going to talk all the way through your call because that's what I do now. I'm not going to let it sit. I'm not going to let the crowd noise. I need to keep talking, and I'm not going to say a single thing of substance. I'm just going to keep talking over this game-winning call, and I feel like I'm doing a really good job right now because I'm looking at both Browder and Scott looking at me telling me to shut up, but I'm going to keep doing my Romo impression right now because this is what he did in the Super Bowl. <laughs> all right, so we saw the boring one, the one the one that was a bad call that was just a game tire, one that took the game to overtime. But here's yeah. here's like the shot of the night in the Mount West Conference. Lucas fires for the win. Oh! Lucas lost his mind. What did he say? He <laughs> lost, his, lost mind. his mind. Oh, lost his mind. Yeah, <laughs> lost his mind. Yeah. Um, and that buzzer beater was one that you know. I mean, 
that was a game where literally on SportsCenter, that was such an amazing uh, shot in what was a game between, you know, two conference foes and, you know, nationally ranked type teams uh, and teams that are both destined to make it into the NCAA tournament that a Mountain West conference game like that could turn into a top highlight on SportsCenter and a lead story um, that went side by side with the Cleveland Cavaliers having a last second shot against the Dallas Mavericks that was also on the other side of half court that mm -hmm. won a game. And Browner, I thought you did a really good job. After the out. Mavericks took the lead, by the way. Well, right. and, but also yeah. on the, on that play, Luca sort of makes a steal, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and then makes an amazing bounce pass. Okay. No, here, no, no. It, it was, it was, it was Dallas's ball. Right. But you notice how like Evan Mobley tipped the ball. And 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 somehow Luca like grabs it back, kind of. Here, right. wa here, watch the play, and we'll, we'll listen to the call. Just to the left of the Cavs bench. All we need Leave is a deflection. Pass deflected by Mobley, but grabbed by Doncic. Doncic bounced underneath the PJ, and he laid it in with 2.6 to go. Cavs out of timeout. Screws into Mobley. Back to Max. Half court shot. Good. Good. He hit it. Cavs win. Amazing. Incredible. So what a night. What a crazy night of basketball. You know, okay. it's, it's, now the only thing just before I get back to San Diego State, I mentioned to you guys, I saw this highlight on Twitter. Um, I don't know who the two HBCU teams are that are playing, but I know that one of them was it like, um, uh, what's the name of it? Saginaw State or, you know, one of these VAMU versus Valley State. Valley State. Valley State. So Valley State, check me on this. I want to say they were 0-27 on the season. Can you imagine 0-27? You can't buy a win, dude. You're 0-27, and you're playing, again, like, you know, some kind of conference rival, and they win the game at the end. Uh, watch and listen to this. Yes. <laughs> Andre, that's game! And that will be game. And that will be game. And that's now for the first win. First of all, we saw him the court. And that's we're throwing the court. We're throwing the court. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's the whole thing. That's a complex play. That was pick up their first win. That was with him. Bruce, though. 1-27. Now that goes to Albert. 1-27. What is this? The Mississippi Valley Delta Devils are currently on a one-game winning streak. With that game, the Prairie Panthers will fall to 10 and 16, 5 and 10 to sweat. The Mississippi Valley Delta Devils will improve to 1 and 27. What a senior. the sweat. Let's go. Win. Lead by no one other than Raekwon Brown. Raekwon Brown. Why, thank you, my guy. Host of Delta Devils season tonight. Everyone just contributed to this win. And... Big shout out, A.D. Hakeem McClellan. Big shout out, Kyle, Rabbit Play Productions. Big shout out to B-Cubs. <laughs> y'all behind the camera. Shout out to everybody who's a part of the production company. Shout out to Andre Williams, my partner, my business partner. Big shout out to Kangaroo. Big shout out to Coach Ivory. <laughs> Big shout out to the Sports. Big shout out, MVSUB Club. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, is that man. The, is that okay? Listen, oh we god. haven't done Golden Johnson, but I feel we got to award that at Golden Johnson. Oh my that god, was it was so great! Team. Shout out, Coach Irie. Shout out, my oh, business man. partner. Yeah, yeah. 
Shout out to production. Shout out my yeah. cameraman here. Yeah. I, I would love to hear how they sound in the first quarter. Because mm -hmm. if they sound anything in the first quarter, like they sound in the fourth quarter, ESPN, I found y'all main broadcast team. Well, you know, the other night, I think I watched on some ESPN, like three, four, five. I don't know which one it was. I right. saw um, Steve Quiss. I don't know if you guys know who Steve Quiss is. Do you guys no. know who Steve is? Wait, Steve Quiss was a local uh san diego like sports television anchor for many years and he's kind of that guy who always fills in on games like you just need a pro broadcaster steve quist is the guy he can do anything right and he was calling a game between ucsd and i want to say uc irvine and it was on like espn three or four or five whichever one it is and the color commentator on the telecast was Mr. Wonderful, Coach Kukura. Yeah, nice. he's getting his hips through the ball. He's just marvelous. Marvelous. And so you had Steve Quish and Coach Kintera on like some alternate ESPN broadcast, ESPNU, I don't know, ESPN Plus, but it was UCSD, I think, against UC Irvine. And um, yeah, UCSD, by the way, we don't pay attention because we pay attention to San Diego State. Mm. Uh, but UCSD is having like this monster year and might even win their division or their conference. And the nice. kid, Bryce Pope, who had this big game against San Diego State earlier this year, he may become like the conference player of the year because that guy's on fire scoring like 30 points a game. So anyway, also, yeah. So uh, we kind of we haven't paid attention to USD and I don't they're not going to, you know, make the tournament unless they win theirs. But uh, they have a winning record right now. Second year under Steve Lavin, dude. 16 there and three go. so far this year. So improvement. That's, that's awesome. You know what we should do? Seriously, we should bring on Steve Lavin. We should bring him back to the show. And we should um, get that kid Pope from UCSD on the show. Because um, we should give a little bit of love to these other teams. We, we focus so much on San Diego State because they were in the national championship game a year ago. And they've been the big-time college basketball program of the city for the last 20-plus years. We really should give a little bit of love to those other schools. Because they don't get any conferences, UCSD. I want to say they're the Big West. I think. Big West. I think so. Check me on that, but I'm almost sure that's the case. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. How about that? You're right. They are. Hey, bro. I'm an expert. 13 and nine, thirteen and three in conference. Yeah. Second place, right behind UC Irvine. Okay. And did they beat Irvine the other night? Was that the game that I I saw it them play? Like UC San Diego was a four game win streak, so probably. And yeah, and so like I said, they had Steve Quist, they had Coach Quintera on the call on whatever alternate. ESPN telecast it was. And actually my son called me. He goes, Hey dad, did you happen to see that UCSD game? I go, yeah, I saw it. He goes, I was so happy to hear coach Cantera on that broadcast. Cause I think a lot of people still feel like coach Cantera got so screwed over, you know, mm -hmm. uh, espe especially people who hit me up now and they're like, dude, no disrespect yeah. to your boy, Craig Elston. He's a sweet kid. That show is unlistenable. And I'm like, yeah, but hold on. I'm like, it's the first like month, month and right. a half. Most shows, when you put together a, a lead host with a secondary host who really is not a radio host, she's a she's been a reporter for her whole career. You know, you put those two together, and 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 it's going to take a lot of time for Craig to to detox talking San Diego soccer's. You know, uh, you also you also have to understand or take into consideration that they're filling in for a legend who was doing well at the time he was exited. So um, there's he, there, he was doing there's real listener, well. There's listener backlash in that segment of uh, as well, who people who say, well, I'm not going to listen to that because of 
personal reasons. Mm -hmm. And then in addition, it takes time for the show to grow on people when it's apparent that you're just putting together. Mm -hmm. They just put two people together because they thought that they could make it, that, that it'll work. Mm -hmm. Over time, we'll tell the story on it because Craig is great and Annie's great at different things, bringing mm -hmm. them together to do a show. That's an experiment. So, well, and Craig, Craig's got to like take a listen to like him always trying to sound smarter than everybody else because he's not, you know, I mean, and no disrespect. I mean, he's, you know, we love Craig, but he's well, got, the, he got that tone. Like I'm so much smarter than you. Cause I know soccer, <laughs> you know, um, like Alex. <laughs> and uh what's funny is that i am the smartest guy on this show so there we go see? yeah, see? yeah. See? you screwed me last night screwed you see san diego yeah, I so smart forgot. you lost got money yeah well i'm smart because i didn't listen to myself uh so yeah. uh 60 remember san diego state needed a miraculous butter, buzzer beater by ladie to beat ucsd this year mm -hmm. yeah oh a long time ago well and and the kid bryce pope uh, the, like last season the kid mm -hmm. who's the star of the ucsd usd ucsd team he had a big game against San Diego State that day. Um, and he could have gone because uh, his twin brother walked on at San Diego State. He decided, I'm going to go to UCSD where I'm going to be a star. And he's turned out to be a really great college player. So, um, but was that game, did they beat UC Irvine the other night? Is that who they beat? I don't, yeah. Is that the case? Yes. At uh, yes. UC Irvine <laughs> overtime, 92 88. Yes. So anyway, listen, we've been talking a lot of college basketball to get started, and we're all we've been talking a lot of buzzer beaters. Alex, why don't you uh give us a little bit on the San Diego State game last night and hear from Coach Dutch, hear what he had to say. Cause again, like you said, and I think a lot of people are starting to feel the same way. We're all starting now to get kind of that that, that juice itch. flowing. Yeah. 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 Uh here he is talking about just the wild night in Mountain West. Well, another active night in the Mountain West, wasn't it? I happened to see the last shot in regulation that Fresno, Utah State, Utah State hit a double clutching three-pointer to send it to overtime. Uh, I think Lucas hit a banked in three from half court to beat Colorado State. And we're fortunate it didn't happen to us. But we played good, we played good basketball today. Yeah. <laughs> we're fortunate. Yes, you are, coach. <laughs> very fortunate. Very, very fortunate. very fortunate. Anything else that we yes. should uh, I just thought they hit a lot of really contested tough threes. And the three wasn't really going in for us. We made five, but I thought we had enough open ones to make two or three more, and that might have been the difference. You know, I thought Lamont had some open ones that didn't go in. Micah had some open ones that didn't go in. Uh, I thought Darion turned down some open looks. He was 0 for 3, so I think he quit shooting them and tried to drive the ball, which is a good idea. But sometimes when you're wide open, you have to make an open three too. And so uh, we made just enough to win. We had, I think, 25 baskets, 18 of them assisted. So we're playing the right way. We're sharing the ball. Uh, we ran some good zone sets to get layups against the zone. Uh, but they're scrappy, and they're good. Tim Miles is a good coach. And so most people will say, well, you should have won by more than you did. We're just happy we won. Mm -hmm. So now 14-0 at home this season. 13-0 mm -hmm. against California teams this season. Wow, how about that stat? That's interesting. 13-0, yeah. yeah. so I'm just thinking to myself – um, you know, you're playing Fresno State and you're playing San Jose State and you played UCSD mm -hmm. and Stanford. Did they play Stanford earlier in the season? Yes. I think they did, right? So yes. there's Stanford, yeah. Uh, Fullerton, Long Beach, St. Mary's, Cal, uh, well, Point Loma Nazarene, uh, UCSD, uh, Irvine, Stanford, Fresno, San Jose State. Wow. 13-0 against California teams. 
So, I mean, the, the dom- – well, listen, I mean – Dominant team in the West. Well, San Diego State's better than USC and UCLA. And they beat Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah. How about that? All right, well, way to go, Coach. Who Gonzaga, again, is is ranked. So, shout yeah. out to Gonzaga for making that win look good because for and a while, I- getting a little worried there. Did I see also last night, and again, college basketball is starting to kind of get onto the front of my radar. Did I see that BYU beat Kansas last night? Yeah, in wow. Kansas. Yeah. In Kansas. So another big win for another team that beats – well, I guess they beat San Diego State, so that's good too. Yeah, right. Um, it is good. Yeah. Because if you yeah. lost to BYU and BYU goes on to beat Kansas at Kansas, that's a mm-hmm. quote-unquote quality loss. Kansas ranked seventh in the country. So mm-hmm. Big 12, man, they're good at basketball. Because <laughs> Houston is the number one team in the country right now, right. I think. Yeah. Houston. Yeah. And they've been good for a while. Mm-hmm. Baylor won the national championship not that long ago. You know, we're not even talking about Kansas winning the national championship. We're talking about Baylor and Houston. Yeah. Big 12. Could have been us. Should have been us. Mm-hmm. Well, but again, you're going to have five teams, at least right now, according to ESPN, that's going to make it into the tournament. So it's not like the Mountain West is dragging San Diego State down like we complained about for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, listen, let me, uh, let me have one quick second here. To uh, to give a quick shout out to our people from Prize Picks yet again. I mean, I, it was such a bummer last night because I really thought that I was making a smart play by playing off Ladie from San Diego State and playing with a couple other players, Parrish, and uh, who else did I play last night, Alex? Who was the third player that I played? Tremel. Tremel. And Tremel had no points last night. But here's what I want you to do: download the Prize Picks app. That's all. It's super easy. Download the Prize Picks app. Put it this way: I can do it. You can do it. You download the app, you use our code <laughs> great friends, okay? And they will match your first deposit 100% up to $100. So if you download the Prize Picks app and you put $100 in, now you've got $200 to play with. And I think you're going to have a great time playing this game. We're playing it, 7 million other people are playing it, and uh it just changes the way you watch sports because honestly, that Cleveland Dallas game last night Yes, there was a buzzer beater, but I wouldn't have been paying attention to that game if it wasn't for having Kyrie Irving to score more than 20 points. And I know I wasn't going to be watching Tampa Bay versus Philadelphia in the NHL if it wasn't for having Vishlovla, the the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's his name, Vishlovla, the goalkeeper mm-hmm. from Tampa Bay, who I needed to, to save more than 23 and a half shots. So we'll get it ready changes. For tomorrow, man. Luke Lidler's back, the dark Oh, player. good. We got the dark yeah. guy going tomorrow. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. So download the Prize Picks app. For those of you that are watching right now, you can use the QR code that's on the screen. Just, just tap it with your phone. Uh, you don't have to like actually physically tap it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and get involved in prize picks and come play with us. All right, stick around. Um, coming up, I'd like to go from a bunch of basketball talk and turn it into some football talk as now we're kind of starting to get ready for the combine and all the draft analysis. Want to get back to a little bit of football. Coming right back. This is Kaplan and crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. All right, everybody, a little halftime report here. Give me a second. A uh, cu- couple quick mentions. One, I always mention Gary Cooper at the halftime, um, 858-376-1299. Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299, Mountain Trust Realty Services. Again, the inventory for new homes is very, very low. The prices are high. The interest rates are high. It is a tough time to buy a house. However, it is not an impossibility. And for those of you that are saying to yourself, well, I don't have the money, I don't have the cash to put down as a down payment, there are programs for people who don't have the money for a down payment. I'm not an expert in this. Gary's an expert in this. Talk to him. 858-376-1299. 858-376-1299. Well, you're thinking about buying. You're thinking about selling. You're thinking about an investment property. You want information about when rates are going to drop. Just talk to the pro. 
talk to Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299. Want to remind everybody to go to our website. Alex, maybe you could pull it up for a quick second. Go to kaplanandcrew.com, kaplanandcrew.com. And you say, well, okay, when I get there, why am I there? Like, what's the reason? Why should I come? Why should I stay? A variety of reasons. Number one, um, all of our content is there. So it's our YouTube, it's our Instagram, it's it's literally everything. Everything is there. Then there's the merch shop. Um, in fact, you know what? I'm going too fast here. You know, if you scroll down right there, Great Friends Events. This upcoming Saturday night, Browner Lawhead Comedy Show at the Grand Comedy Club. Now keep going back the other way. Up, up, up. Um, here's here's Tory Holistics. Here's our merch shop. Keep going up. Um, you're going to see the, the, okay, there's our cited poll of the day, which by the way, I think we should probably update that. In fact, Alex, we should just throw all of our polls up there and see what happens. Um, if you look at our, our sponsors, our partners, you click on that blenders ad, for example, it's going to take you right to blenders. You buy a pair of sunglasses, you get 20% savings when you use our code Kaplan. So every reason, everything we do is home-based on kaplanandcrew.com. So make sure you get it. And by the way, Saturday night, if you guys are going to be at this comedy show Saturday night at the Grand Comedy Club um, in Escondido, rock some Kaplan and Crew gear. Let, let's see what you got. And uh, we'll see you guys out there on Saturday night. All right, let's get back to the show. All right, great friends. Yo, what's going on? It is Wednesday afternoon. Kaplan and Crew with Grande and the Brown Man. And we come to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. So I spent like uh, the first part of the show today talking a lot of San Diego State basketball, but kind of interweaving in San Diego State all the crazy shots that happened last night in the Mountain West, the success of the Mountain West so far this year. We even got off onto a tangent about the other teams in San Diego, USD um, and UCSD, and the success that those two programs are enjoying that no one is really paying attention to. So you know, again, I want to bring on Coach Lavin from USD, and I want to bring on this kid Bryce Pope from UCSD because I've been following that kid's career since he was in high school, and also because I don't know the name of the coach from UCSD, so that's why I didn't <laughs> mention him. Um, so, so I want to, you know, I want to give those guys a little bit of love because I don't feel like anybody's really paying attention to them. And Eric as you guys Olin. know, Eric Olin, as you guys know, we do things a little different around here. You know, I'm, as a matter of fact, um, yesterday I got a text from a longtime great friend who um, said to me. He was, I'm really glad you guys are doing other kinds of content right now. Like yesterday, we had on Chase Fisher, the um, founder of Blender's Eyewear, and it's a new partnership for the for the show. But one of the things that Chase talked about was they're going to be doing this these new San Diego State sunglasses, and every dollar that they can generate is going into the San Diego State NIL fund. So they're going to try and sell $75,000 worth of sunglasses and then they're going to take that 75 grand and the way Chase made it seem, it's as if they're going to walk in to the locker room with a, a you know, a suitcase full of cash and hand all the players money oh. around tournament time, as he said, so that they can go into the tournament with a little bit of swag, meaning their new blenders, but mm-hmm. also they could they could go into the tournament with some cash in their pocket and, um, you know, they can use that money to fly mom and dad into wherever they're playing regionals and, you know, should they make it even further. So, um Somebody said to me yesterday, one, like I said, a longtime great friend, he said, I'm really glad you guys are talking about other stuff because all the other shows in town are Padres, Padres, Padres. And he said to me, he goes, and I love the Padres, but it's just too much. It's all day long. It, you know, on the Padres radio station, it's all they talk about all day because it's kind of like force fed, you know. And then on the other sports radio station that has San Diego State, 
they think that's what everybody wants to talk about, which I know people do. And we will get, we'll even get into a little bit of spring training as the day goes on. But um, to my man, Louie, I told him yesterday, I go, bro, I'm talking to you, man. You know? And so um, that, that whole Chase Fisher interview yesterday from Blender's Eyewear, a lot of people told me they were super inspired. I know I was. I mean, you're a young kid. You're at San Diego State. You're teaching surf lessons. And somebody tells you how cool your $3 sunglasses from Target are. And you all of a sudden decide, you know what? That's my calling. I'm going to make really cool sunglasses. And, and he said something really interesting yesterday. That what they found is, is that they sell more during like the spring and the summer. And then they dip a little bit during the fall and the winter. And that's how they decided to get into the snowboarding and skiing goggle business. Cause he's hmm. like, dude, I'm wearing, I'm wearing spy goggles while I'm snowboarding, but I own a sunglass company. Why am I wearing their product when I could just make this product? I've already got a captive audience of people who want sunglasses. And it just so happens yesterday. I said to a friend of mine, I go, Hey, you know, you get 20% off when you buy blenders through us, when you use the code Kaplan. And he's like, Oh, well, I'm going to be getting some new sunglasses. And you know, as we get a little bit later into the spring, I'm like, that's what Chase was talking about, that people are thinking right now, well, I'll get new sunglasses later. You know, that's why they decided to get into goggles. So anyway, listen, the blenders are so cool. There's so many different styles and they're frankly so inexpensive that if you were going to go buy a $250 pair of sunglasses, come buy five pairs of blenders. And then you got different pairs for all different occasions. Use our code Kaplan. You save uh, 20%, which is big savings. All right. You guys ready to make a transition into football? Do it. Football. Yeah, football. Football. You know it's funny, is wait. It? What kind of football? Wait, what kind of football? Are we gonna don't we don't need to talk about the number one pick, do we? Um, probably no. Do. Pro okay. No. Why would we want to talk about the number one pick? Bit. We're one of the hosts on the show is a team of the guy with the number one pick. I don't know. Why would we want to do that? Mm -hmm. Just to piss him off, maybe. <laughs> we don't need well, to do that. I guess. I guess. And this is verbally contractually obligated by Browner. I guess he is a Bears fan for now. Yeah, for until now. Justin Fields gets moved. And when Justin right. Fields gets moved, then he becomes a Steeler fan. You know what, though? Like, I could see Browner in a Falcons Dirty Bird jersey. Damn oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. With his new coach, Raheem Morris. That's right. Representation is, is important. Representation yeah. all I mean, the way. At, what do you mean? Atlanta. I know. I mean, this is this is a this is a match made in heaven. Oh, dude. You, you give Browner his favorite quarterback, Justin Fields, with an African-American head coach in a city like Atlanta. I mean, that is that is for you, Brown. I mean, you might move to Atlanta. The, the stars might be aligning for you, dude. The stars might be aligning for you. I mean, let me – y'all really want to talk about this? Really? Well, well, I do. I do want to talk about it because it, it it's interesting to me how, um, how their general manager of the Bears mm -hmm. and the quarterback himself, I like. Justin Fields, how the, everybody's like, can we just get this over with? Like, right. if, if we're going to do something, let's just do it. Because if you're Justin Fields, remember last week, the whole thing where he 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 stopped following follow, the Bears? Yeah. He, hey, I'm going on vacation, and I don't want to I don't want to deal with this, so I pulled them off my timeline. No, bro, that that's not true. I mean, because yeah. because the uh, Bears aren't exactly timeline cleanse. But but the Bears are not. I deleted the, Twitter on my phone. Come on, when you week. were on vacation, mm -hmm. and did you bring right. it back? Yeah, it's back now. Okay, so you deleted Twitter from your phone while you were on vacation. I don't, I don't understand why that was such a, 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 a whoa, hey, watch out now. I don't understand why that was such a wild controversy when he said it. He's going on vacation, and if you're the person 
you're the person and all you see is a negative comment about you and the easiest way to get rid of that while on vacation and still maintaining being on Instagram yeah. is to get rid of the NFL, which you work for. No one said he got rid of the NFL and the team that you play for. Right. But are There's the Bears putting out with are, are the Bears putting out content about Justin Fields and his possible move? I don't believe they are. No, the, the Chicago Bears are the Chicago Bears are not. Right. So but why did Chicago, he have to stop, so why did he stop following them? Because people if you add the Chicago Bears and his name, it comes up as one thing. Mm, okay. So listen, I, I don't oh. I don't see a big deal with it. I honest I still don't think they're gonna trade him. Oh I really? Think, <laughs> I think I think Ryan, what? <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I've heard Kevin Warren speak, I've heard Ryan Pohl speak. I consider Ryan Poles to be straightforward as a GM can be in this particular situation. Who's Kevin Warren? He's the president of the Chicago Bears. Okay, yeah. I didn't well, know that. And whose job it is listening, to didn't know whose job it is to just get a new stadium? He's he, he's not Correct. touching the football roster. Kevin Warren said he will have a say in what happens with Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. He sure. said that. Yeah. He said that. He's Ryan Poles' yes. boss. He told Ryan Poles, "Trade him, bring in Caleb. Let's keep. Let's get going." You obviously don't see the relationship between the two of them, so I'm not really going to get into details about I'll that. Tell you one thing: it'd be no. gutsy, be gutsy of the Bears because you know what? I'll tell you this: um, Justin Fields is a much better quarterback than Daniel Jones, and the Giants didn't have the guts to say, "Hey, Daniel Jones isn't that good, so why would we sign him for a forty-plus million-dollar deal?" The Bears, if they move Justin Fields and if they start over with Caleb Williams, who, by the way, I don't think Caleb Williams is going to be better than Justin Fields, like certainly not, certainly not in the first two or three years. I um, don't either. It, it, it does suggest, though, the, the balls that it takes to say, hey, we drafted a guy in the first round. He's been our starter. He's been good on a bad team. He's shown a lot of flashes of what he could be. On a bad what? team. But you know what? We're willing to start over. Uh, that Most teams don't do that. Here's uh, the yeah, we why. literally trashed the Cowboys and the Giants for doing right what the Bears are going to do. Here's right, the, here's right. The, here's, yeah. here's the reason. Here's the reason why I would keep him. If I'm the general manager, I know what I did to this roster. His first, his second year as a professional, my first year as a general manager, and I know what I did to this roster. The second year, his third year, my second year, I got as many wins as he has since I've gotten here. The head coach has as many wins as he has. It's a group effort. And we have not given him enough. So it doesn't matter if you take Caleb Williams and you don't uh, rebuild the roster. The, they still don't have a left tackle. You still don't have a center. And your left guard gets hurt every other game. So now you're going to put Caleb Williams in the exact same situation you put Justin Fields in. He's smaller. He's less athletic. He doesn't throw on time. And, all the, and he holds the ball too long and he fumbles in the pocket. The complaints that you have about Justin Fields that you as an organization have grown through with him and have seen him progress. You know the person that he is, and I think the organization knows that. But you got you to gotta do your due diligence just like they did last year because if they only had the ninth pick, no one would be talking about them trading up for a quarterback. But they don't. They got lucky, and they got the first pick. And if you trade this pick, you can get three first-round picks, or you can trade down twice from one to two and from two to three. So there's a lot you can do with this pick, and they're more concerned about building the team. Everybody else is more concerned about Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is not Andrew Luck. 
if he was, I would be one of the first people going, hey, listen, I love Justin Fields, and I'm going to follow you wherever you go. But this guy is projected to be better, and I think he's better. It's too split on Caleb Williams. There are people saying Drake May might be better. There are people saying the kid from LSU has more upside. Ain't nobody said that about Andrew Luck when he came out. Nobody. Nobody. I, don't, I just don't think that the Bears are doing what you're saying they're doing. I don't know that the Bears are trying to build a better roster um, or if they're trying to find a way to trade Justin Fields now. I actually tend to agree with you on this point. If I were the Bears, here's what I would do. I'd hold Justin Fields right now. I would draft Caleb Williams number one. Mm. And then here's what I do. I heard somebody Crazy. else say that, and I thought that was the craziest thing I ever heard. And then here's yeah. what I do, and then here's what I do with it. Then I'd go trade Caleb Williams, the player, not the pick. But the pick, okay. Let me ask you a question. The pick you, is worth you, more than the player. And that's know, my man. question. That's, that's sure my question because, to you, Scott. I'll just, because I'm if you, sure. if I'm a GM, and you're, you're like, wait, why'd you draft him then in the first place? Well, here's let so me. You're just already you. giving up. He's been in your camp. He's you've seen him in oh, OTAs, no, 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 and no, now no, you're not, quitting on him. No, 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 no. I'm saying I'm going to give AJ Smith. The draft, you're saying. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give AJ Smith one amazing uh, ounce of credit. What AJ Smith did that day is he drafted Eli Manning when he was told Eli Manning wouldn't play for the Chargers. He then took Eli Manning and traded him to the Giants, and then got Philip Rivers, and then turned it into a lot of other picks. And those other picks were impact players. I mean, eventually one of them became Sean Merriman, you know? Um, so uh, listen, I'm not telling you that that's the exact science and it's the right thing to do. Right. But but there's a lot of ways to look at what you should do around this Caleb Williams situation. I just think there's, from an outsider's perspective who watches two Bears games completely a year, it just seems like there's a lot of built-in animosity between their relationship, between the city, the player, the front office, they don't all seem aligned. The city seems split with it. The fan base seems split with it. The organ, the front office seems split with what to do. Like there is, if you weren't going to trade Justin Fields, you wouldn't talk about, oh, you know, we want to do, we want to do right by him. We want to like trade him so he knows where to go. Like you don't say those things if you're going to keep the guy. But can like, I you ask you a don't. question? When 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 you when the reporter frames the question in a particular way, and a general manager answers. The sure. question that is asked of him, mm-hmm. that's not put in the quote. The quote goes out that, oh, we're going to do right by Justin Fields. That's what goes out into the stream. The question asked that prompted the answer never goes out into the what stream. What was that? What was the question? The question was specifically, if you traded Justin, if you were to trade Justin Fields, how soon would you go about doing it? That was the question. He was asked a specific question about trading Justin Fields. He didn't dodge the question. He answered the question. My general manager is also on the hot seat because Justin Jefferson does not have a contract extension. Which is Yesterday at the NFL Combine, I didn't hear the question. What I heard was the answer, and it's this is is when you know how to answer a question or how you definitely know I'm not going to trade this dude, so why would I even say anything? Because – I, our general manager yesterday said it has never once crossed my mind that we will trade Justin Jefferson. He is the best player. He will be paid like he's the best player. Okay, that's what we're working towards. That's a great that point. To, that's a great point. Now let you me. You can answer the question knowing what you're going to do or not knowing what you're going to do. There's a certain ways the, to answer questions. Everything the, seems it, to point to the fact on, that on, everybody on, seems on. to think that the Bears are going to trade him. I mean, that's me, that's what now, everybody let, thinks. Let me let yeah. me let me let me tell you another question that was asked to Ryan Poles about this. 
Okay. They said there are a lot of players in the locker room who love Justin Fields' leadership and they want him to be a part of the team. Ryan Poles answered that question by saying, I feel the same way that they do. No one talked about that because that doesn't get that doesn't get as many clicks. Okay, it well, sounds it sounds better if oh we're going to do right like, by him. You so sound like Justin Fields in week three when he threw his coaches under the bus and yeah, then he had, had to do to, a reconference. Yeah, right. Be like yeah. no 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 no. That was in the same press conference. Please don't take what I said. Don't take what I said out of context, please. That was that was the same press conference and 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 that guy's fired by the way. That guy. By the way, it wasn't the same press conference. He was in a stand and then he called everybody in the locker room. So don't I remember? I think he's talking about polls, not not. Yeah, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about Justin Fields. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Let's hear. Okay, so let's do this. Listen, it is the talk of the NFL offseason so far. Of course. Which is what will the Bears do with the number one pick? Because there are some people that think that Caleb Williams is the next Patrick Mahomes. Me personally, I'm not buying that. I, I'm not buying it yet. Man, um, stop saying that. I, listen, it's <laughs> are people, people saying that? Are there people saying that he could just be better than Justin Fields? I've never heard anybody say he's the next. I've never heard oh, a person say that. Oh, dude, I've heard he's a lot the of next Patrick Mahomes. I've heard, yes. I've, heard, I've heard people saying that since last yes. year at USC, since before yes. he won the Heisman Trophy. People have been saying that they've been comparing yes. him to Patrick Mahomes. Neither here nor there. Here's the point. Not hearing that anymore. That, that well, and I agree with you. I, I don't think you are either because now you're into the draft season and the draft season is where you tear guys down. You don't lift guys up, especially quarterbacks at the top of the draft. This is but, also the team that 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 passed on Patrick Mahomes. So full well, circle. That, that's that's what I think a lot of this is. It comes down <laughs> to is that the Bears right. organizationally are like, look, the 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 conservative thing to do is to keep on with the quarterback that you drafted in the first round. Everything you said, Browner, we haven't surrounded him. We've made coaching changes. Like, we're finally stabilized. Yes. You know? And now's the time to not give up on this kid who's helped us stabilize. Now's the time to help us go to the next level. But you see, I think that the Bears are fearful that if they don't take Caleb Williams and he goes and becomes the next Patrick Mahomes, which I still don't believe, but okay, let's see if it happens. If they don't take him, they'll always be ridiculed for not taking him. And I think that there's this fear that's motivating this conversation for the bear. Here, let, let's. What did polls say? You have you have some comments, Alex. Let's. This is the one that, that pissed Browner off because we didn't okay. hear the question. Yeah, again, it just depends on what opportunities pop up. Um, I will say this: um, I think you guys know me uh, well enough now. I do. If we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, no one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. You know, living now, in gray and, does and, suck. And, living in gray sucks. Let me be very clear about something because I, I think I didn't, I didn't say this clearly. I don't know what they're going to do. That's my opinion on what I think they should do. I don't know what they're going to do. I trust that Ryan Poles will make the best decision for the Chicago Bears organization. That's what you just said. You right. just said I think Why? they're not going to do it. Me, I think. I think. So you I think. Do. I, I said he, I think they're going to keep him. <laughs> right. I do. Me. Right. I don't you? know what Ryan you? Poles is going to do. Me. I think they. I think they're going to keep him. I think they should keep him. I think he's a better player. You saying that that he's going to make the best decision for the Chicago Bears or correct. That's like saying that AJ Preller is going to make the best decision for the for the San Diego Padres. Like I have no faith in AJ Preller. I don't know why you would have any faith in Ryan Poles. I have because I've seen him completely gut the team, turn the team around. He turned it around to what? 
He traded the team won seven games last year. That team had zero talent to start the year. By the end of the year, they were going in the right direction. The quarterback was playing better. The defense was playing better. They were playing better toward the end of the year. You so like what the coach? I saw? You like the head coach? Person, I think Matt Eberflus is good enough to get the job done. What job? Winning football games. If oh. you give him proper oh, talent, again, okay. I watch every game. I watch every game. The team had no talent on it. Zero mm-hmm. talent. Zero. DJ Zero. Moore and Cole Komet are legit. What are you talking about? <laughs> for, for the last, for the last, talking okay. about name a name a player on defense. Name a player on defense. I, I'm not Justin Fields don't play defense. <laughs> I, were, were he asked me about the head coach. I'm talking about the Montrez Sweat. Um, they traded for him in the middle of the season, yeah, and before they got him, they couldn't win a game. You, well, you asked they me a question. I answered game. it. Y'all you didn't name watch. one player. I don't know. You did a good Thank job. You. you did a good job. Mm-hmm. Spencer Tillman? Who, he named a guy, what, Charles Tillman? Brian Erlach. Brian Erlach. Hall of Fame, by the way. <laughs> Mike did good. They, they <laughs> traded for Montez Sweat in the middle of the season, and once they got yeah. him, they started playing better football. That's here, the whole point. All right, here's, he the, no uh, here, here, here's how Vegas sees this Justin Fields thing going down, though. TJ um, Edwards. Because everybody thinks everybody thinks you're Fields. Looking it up. You're looking no, it up. I'm looking I'm, I'm looking at defensive stat leaders, and you, the Bears had a Tackles? guy in the – yeah. All right, let me just show you guys what Vegas says is going to happen in Justin Fields. <laughs> right, let's take a look. Let's take a look at this. I I think I think the Steelers is the best place for him. I really the do. Falcons is the best place. But for him. the Falcons are are leading the way at plus two fifty. Steelers right thereafter. <clears throat> Raiders are somewhat interesting um, to stay with the Bears. Uh, the Bucks forget. I don't buy the Bucks. Gross. The Broncos maybe 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 the Broncos if they're able to you know move Russell Wilson. And the Patriots are plus two thousand, but I gotta think that the Patriots are taking a quarterback. You know, they, they've they, got the they, third they're pick. three. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking. And here's all the teams that Caleb's meeting with. No surprise here. Yeah, uh, Caleb Williams meeting with uh, teams at the combine. The Bears, of course, the Commanders, the Patriots. I mean, you're talking about the guys at the top of the draft: the Giants, the Falcons, the Jets. <laughs> the Jets would be interesting if the if the Jets oh, could find man. a way, oh, and then he could oh, sit God. behind he could sit behind Aaron Rodgers for a year, and then the Raiders. Okay, so there you go. There's what there's who Caleb Williams is talking to. All right, coming right back. Um, <laughs> coming back, you know, since we're talking football, there was a really interesting study that was done, and the results did not make the Chargers look good, which is what Jim Harbaugh was saying during his press conference. We'll get to that story. Coming up next, we're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. This is Kaplan and Crew. All right, great friends. What's going on Wednesday afternoon? Kaplan and Crew with Grande and the Brown Man. Coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. If you're just getting with us here, especially radio listeners, we were talking a lot about San Diego State basketball earlier and the crazy night that last night was in the Mount West Conference. Um, that also extended to the NBA uh, when, when it came to last-second shots. Uh, we were talking about all kinds of other things like UCSD and USD basketball teams that you know aren't getting any love here in town. We'll get back to all of the college basketball stuff as we're all starting to get juiced up now for the postseason. Um, we'll get to all of that still to come. Last segment, we were talking about Justin Fields, Caleb Williams, the number one overall pick, the Bears, what do they do, what should they do? And now, since we started talking football, I want to keep going here. 
So every year, the National Football League Players Association puts out a survey on how the players, about 1,700 players, how they perceive the teams, the organizations, the ownership, the facilities, uh, the way the players actually are, are treated while at work, et cetera, et cetera. And I'll say this, um, it did not look good for the Chargers. However, oh however, I will say this also, that when Jim Harbaugh had his introductory press conference, <laughs> I can remember him saying things like, hey, we're getting new facilities, which means we're going to spend a whole bunch of money in the weight room, right, fellas? Like he was looking over at Dean, like, right, guys? Right? And he's like, hey, and you know, we're going to do things different around here. We're going to have like really nutritious food and we're going to take care of these guys. Right? Right, John? Right? 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 right. And, That's what you told and, me. Right. And then he'd be like, and, and you know what else? We're going to have a kick-ass training room with like state-of-the-art equipment and really top-notch trainers. Right? Right? Right, fellas? Right? 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 Right, right guys? Right? Right? And so... So for as much as Jim Harbaugh at his introductory press conference does what he does, which is say all the right things. I'm about faith. I'm about family. I'm about football. The reason I came here, the Spanos is their commitment to winning. This is what they're all about. I know these people. I played for them. Okay, listen, that's all a bunch of nonsense. It was all BS. It was all press conference, coach talk but I can appreciate where Jim's coming from because that's the right thing to do. And he's a pros pro. But if you're Harbaugh, you think that Jim Harbaugh and his team didn't know before he took this job, before they laid down the big money, before he was still dealing with Michigan, who, who was not giving him the money, was not giving him security and was not covering his back. Jim Harbaugh knew what the problems were with the chargers. He knew what they were when he played for the chargers. And he knows what they are today. And that's why at that introductory press conference, Jim Harbaugh was like, yo, we're going to get this stuff fixed, right? Right? Right, guys? Right? Mm -hmm. What is the stuff that needs to be fixed? Alex, tell us about this NFLPA so, survey. So I would like to say, because if we're, it's going to sound like we're about to charge your bash, which we are. So first, I'd like to say that this survey does not translate to success or not success on the field because ranked right behind the Chargers at 31st, the Kansas City Chiefs, who have won three Super Bowls in five years, back-to-back -back Super Bowls. And their owner, Clark Hunt, ranked 32nd of all 32nd of all 32 owners in the NFL. Well, I'll say that out loud. What does that mean, though? Like, I I'm just curious because so I know you read through the survey. So, like, yeah. if, you're, if you're Clark Hunt, I can just give you an example. When I was um, – when you were up in, in Vegas for the Super Bowl, I was listening to a lot of Super Bowl coverage, and I heard Clark Hunt – give an interview to Chris Russo on the Mad Dog Serious channel. That was a really great interview because it covered a lot of stuff. And Clark Hunt, you know, I, I'm not going to tell you that I know Clark Hunt well, hardly. Not, not at all. I mean, I've met him a few times. I've talked to him in some pregames. I can remember talking to Clark Hunt many years ago when Kansas City was playing a playoff game in Houston and yeah. the Chargers um, and the move was all sort of happening. This is before the move. And I remember like kind of talking to Clark one-on-one -on -one, like, bro, you guys should not be letting the Chargers move to LA. I, I was soliciting everybody. You guys know I've told you a million right. stories about talking to Jerry Jones. Clark Hunt was the same thing. I was trying to infiltrate the owners whose names were associated with, you know, sort of approving this whole thing. And I was trying to push hard from behind the scenes to not let them do it. Um, so I don't know Clark Hunt well, but wh why do they? Why do the players think that Clark Hunt's the worst owner in football? I'm curious. Broken promises. So they are continuing to give him success on the field. 
the general manager is doing his job. Andy Reid was rated the top head coach in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So the player is obviously the best team in the NFL because you went back to back. So the facilities are trash and Hunt has promised them to update for the past few years and he has not. Mm -hmm. And according to the president of the NFLPA, a lot of the back, a lot of the, uh, I'll just read it directly. Um, JC Treader says a lot of that was uh, frustration from guys on promises that haven't been kept. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, this past year, they said they were going to get a brand new locker room. They go, they win the Super Bowl, they come back. It's from the offseason. It's the same locker room, but with chairs instead of stools. That's all oh, they got. Nice, nice upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice upgrade. So Kansas City, uh, F nutritionist, F locker room, F training staff, D team travel, ownership, F minus. So that's surprising. So. I, I just got to say, I got to just jump in real quick. When Go back to those those Fs real quick. F for ownership. Nutritionist, nutritionist, locker room, training staff, and ownership all were in the Fs. I really can't figure that part of it out. Um, the nutritionist part, I did see Patrick Mahomes in the dad bod, so okay, maybe I'll go with that. <laughs> the... The training staff, so the trainer, the head trainer for the Kansas City Chiefs, not that the average person knows this or cares this, his name is Rick Burkholder. And Rick has been with Andy Reid for, I mean, it's probably 20 years. When you're a head coach and um, there are certain positions that you want to have your guy there, um, Andy Reid wants to have his own PR guy. That's this guy named Ted Cruz. Um, he wants to have his own uh -oh. trainer. That's this guy, Rick Burkholder. You know, Ted Cruz and I don't get along. Um, but Rick Burkholder was my college trainer. And I've known Rick for 30 some odd years. And I'm telling you, Rick and Andy have been like this. When when the Super Bowl is won, the first guy there is Rick Burkholder and Andy Reid. They are like this. I'm I'm crossing my two fingers. They are as tight as tight can be. So I wonder why, because this is not the first time I've heard this. I wonder why the players think that the Chiefs training staff is so terrible. I don't know. I, I don't have doesn't, an answer. Doesn't really first hand ex, first first hand experience. First hand experience. No, but That's what I'm why. getting at, but what I'm getting at is like, okay, for example, the Chargers training staff, we all ridicule them and laugh at them because guys are always hurt, number one. And mm -hmm. we all know what happened a couple of years ago to Tyrod Taylor when they punctured his lung. I mean, so uh, here you go. I'll just read it straight from yeah. the NFLPA website on as far as Kansas City. The team's head trainer is given the second lowest overall grade in the league as compared to the other team ratings of their head trainers. Only 43% of players feel like they receive enough one-on-one -on -one treatment. That's last overall. The players feel that the training staff only slightly contribute to their success. The Chiefs trainers receive this lowest score across the league in this category. A number of players feel like the staff is not willing to provide support treatment to all players. And some players say they are unable to get rehab done to prepare for practice and reference an overall lack of care by the team An mm -hmm. overall care of lack by the overall lack of care by the team. Yeah, hmm. I, I could I could kind of see that like, hey, get your ass out there. <laughs> you know, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. and, but hey, yo, just because Rick, Rick's good at injecting ankles, man, we saw with the Super Bowl, like maybe, you know, like we, all, we in game. We saw quarterback that Patrick Mahomes has his own guy. So a lot if, of guys have their own guys though. But if 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 this is what the players are saying, yes, this is this is their account. They're there every day, and they have no reason. You know, I mean, some of them may have a reason, but the if everybody feels this way, the overall group of people that in that organization feel that way, everybody ain't lying. Why why do the Chiefs why do the Chiefs win Super Bowls? Why do the Chiefs continue to win the division? The quarterback why the and a coach. It. That's it. Right. So, so they've got the best coach. They've got the best quarterback and everything else. They might have the best coaches, 
because Steve Spagnuolo has been killing it on the yeah, defensive true. side. So they true. might have one of the best defensive players in the league, in Chris Jones, but and underrated crappy, guys that we don't know of. But crappy <laughs> locker rooms and yeah. bad nutritionist and a trainer who says you're fine, get out there, and all these other things that they complain about. The one thing you can say about the Chiefs is they win in spite of all of their failing grades. And I think that might be why they're so pissed off at Clark Hunt. Right? Like, we're still winning for you, dude. You're bringing in billions off us. Mm-hmm. And you got Brilliant. us a chair. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so so that's interesting. The, because the one thing... Go ahead. Well, if the Chargers are as, as lowly ranked as they are, but Alex, your point is well made. It the the poor rankings don't convert to wins and losses because the best team in the NFL, the Chiefs, mm-hmm. is the worst ownership and the worst trainer and the worst nutritionist and the worst facilities. So but, so they're they're bad at all these other things, but they're good at one thing: football. football. One of the things. One of the things I think that when I see certain things, because it's interesting now to hear this, because when DeAndre Hopkins was deciding where to sign. And he chose Tennessee over Kansas City. I was like, why would you do that? That's dumb. And it wasn't when the deal came out, it wasn't like he got a ton of money from Tennessee. And I know that the Chiefs had the money. They just didn't, he didn't take it from them. So the thing I hate about this list, the one thing that everybody should get an A on treatment of families. Every team should get an A in that. There are too many teams with an F in that. The Pittsburgh Steelers shouldn't have an F in that. The Washington Commanders shouldn't have an F in that. The Chargers shouldn't have an F in that. Treatment of families is the easiest thing you could do. Like, they're... not everybody, not everybody does it well, Brown. I mean, it's very. In fact, I would have to look at the top. I'm actually looking it up right now. Um, like, who who is the top ranked team when it comes to how how families are treated? Minnesota, Dallas, Miami, Miami. San Francisco. The Texans got a B plus. Buffalo got a B. And then the Ravens are the last team with a B. The Ravens, the Lions, the Panthers. Like, you should get as an far F as the in Chargers this. goes. It says they. Prov- this is the breakdown. They provide a family room at the stadium. They provide daycare, but not on site. Players have to pay. The team charges seventy five dollars for the first child, fifty dollars for additional each additional child. A major complaint from the players is that daycare is not convenient for the families to use, and the team charges players unlike most of the teams in the NFL. So go back to the Charger report. By the way, are we surprised? Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, no. I credit to Dean for spending the money on the head coach, which is something he's never done before. But taking care of your players um, and saying to them, hey, look, you know, we're going to make your life as easy as possible. That's not something they were going to do. They're going to say, hey, look, we'll provide daycare, but you have to pay for it. The Why Steelers do we have to get, pay for it? The Steelers get such high remarks of being such a great organization and being so family ran. They got an F. They got an F in treatment of family. Mm-hmm. Like what? It sounds like a man with four kids. No, sounds I, like a man I with just, four kids. I just feel like if you put yourself in a situation where you dedicate your physical body and most of your 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 free time putting in work for this organization, the least they could do one day a week is treat your family with respect. Have a babysitter there, dude. Like what? Are you, like, what? Yeah, this is but, not hard. I know, but but on the other hand, I mean, I'm just going to play devil's advocate for a second, which is, you know, Please listen, do. how many other companies provide daycare and do it right. for free? I don't know. I'm, I'm asking. Like my sister, I'll give you an example. My sister works for a hospital in mm-hmm. Tampa. Um, and I want to say she actually runs kind of like not a daycare, but like a like a school for like 
kids of the, you know, so the parents, Hey, I got to work in the hospital. So I'm going to come, I'm going to drop my kid off. And there's like a preschool in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's for free or if, or if the people who work there actually have to pay for it, or if it's a service that's provided, I don't know. I'll if find out. Need, I'll ask. I would, I would, I would rebuttal that by saying, if I work in a hospital, I work max four days a week as a doctor. So I need that service four days a week. But As I'm not saying it's player. But is it you doctors? Need it once. Is it doctors? It. How about no? You're they're talking about every day when these guys go to practice. Like they're talking about every day. And I, honestly, I completely disagree with you, John. I completely, and I don't have kids, so maybe that's where I'm coming from. And in America, daycare isn't for the top one percent. That should be for the bottom percent of America. You're talking about multimillionaires and even dudes that make the lower end is like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like they could afford their own daycare. Sorry, I'm not. So now you're you're saying something that I didn't say. No, that's, now, what, I'm, I, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like we talk okay. about treatment of families. I'm just saying, like it's not my responsibility to pay for your multi-million dollar. Patrick Mahomes makes four hundred fifty million dollars. He can't go get his own babysitter. That's the way I look. I at it. I wouldn't even player, think about it as an owner. That's fair. As yeah. a player, as mm-hmm. an NFL football player, if mm-hmm. I know that. It comes down to me signing with this team and this team. And I know that the Patriots got an F in treatment of family and the Minnesota Vikings got an A. And I got to choose between the two teams I want to play for. And I got four kids. I'm choosing the Minnesota Vikings. If the money's the same, I'm choosing the Minnesota Vikings because there's another thing I don't have to worry about. As a football player, we ask these guys, or the professional athlete, the least amount of distractions possible. We don't want distractions. We don't want distractions. You know what a massive distraction is? What's going on with your kids? Yeah, That's but, a massive distraction. I mean, listen, I, I I hear where Alex is coming from, though. Like, if if you're if you're a player, if you're an NFL football player, and you're married, or you have children, and mm-hmm. and those children need daycare, married mm-hmm. or not married, um, oh, for whatever the reason. Yeah, listen. Um, you know, if you take your kids and you put them in daycare. Is it really the responsibility of the organization to provide that A? And B, is it their responsibility to pay for it? I No, but would it be nice? Yes. I find it (laughs) interesting that teams get an A in this because the daycare portion is just what we were talking about. But treatment of families, I think it's it's odd that some teams have an A. Yeah, well. And the the teams that have an F, uh, the Chargers, cheap. The Bucks, cheap. Well, but, 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 cheap. Well, let me ask Patriots. you a question. Do you do you think do you think that um, the Rams are considered a cheap organization? No, I would say no. I would okay, say well, no. their treatment of families a D plus. I mean, just I guess what I'm saying is is that some organizations just do things better, you know, and 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 some organizations do things worse, but still win in spite of those things, and and that's achieved. So put put the Chargers rankings back up on for a second, because listen. To your point, Alex, it, it really it may sound like Charger bashing, but really, I mean, look around the rest of the league. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I mean, the ranked, Rams didn't do much better either. They were 20th. No. Yeah. Overall ranked, the Chargers are 30th. Treatment of family, 27th. Listen, that's been a long time complaint that the Chargers don't take care of the families of the players. Food, not surprised. Uh, yeah. Locker room, lock, not surprised. But, but I will tell you this. These rankings from today, two years from now, under oh, Harbaugh, and with new facilities, these rankings will be significantly different for the Chargers. Now, the question is, will they, will they, will the rankings improving 
mean wins. Yeah, the Vikings haven't sniffed the Super Bowl in a really long time. And they were, according to the NFLPA president, the Dolphins and the Vikings were in a league of their own where it comes to NFLPA report card. Not even I'm, close. I'm willing to bet you some of Harbaugh's money that that don't change. They still going to be an well, effing food. They yeah, still going to be an effing mm-hmm. family treatment. Because if you, like you just said, some organizations are better at things than others. Yeah, but I think that when it comes with, with Harbaugh, this is just a guess here. Because um, remember, it's faith, family, and football. I would remember, I would think that if I were Harbaugh, it's going to be family will be treated better. Food and nutrition will definitely improve, would be a guess. Certainly training staff and facilities will all improve because they're moving into a, a brand new state-of-the-art facility. So I'm just guessing that these that a lot of these things will improve. Mike Tomlin preached that same family football nonsense as well. Yeah, but the, he doesn't. The Steelers are an F. Well, but the Steelers are not about <laughs> they're not about their coach. They're about their ownership. And um, and the Chargers are the same thing. But I think that Harbaugh brings a new energy um, and they've invested now a fortune in him. So they've got to I would think they're going to follow a bunch of his leads. So, all right, Alex, how about a highlight of the day here? That's that is an interesting survey. And I love that the NFL at PA puts this out and I'm looking on their website right now, NFLPA.com. So for anybody that's interested, you can go in there and you can check out your favorite team also because uh, down every team. That's pretty amazing. Pretty interesting. All right, Alex, how about a highlight of the day from Tori Holistics? What do you say? Sure. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really high. Um, All right, y'all. Um, the promo code is BetterBud. BetterBud. Spend a minimum of 75 bucks. You're going to get 20% off your purchase at Tory and California Holistics. Uh, quick notes, uh, just because we didn't talk about it today, but just for John on Instagram. You Darvish yesterday, two innings, uh, no runs, three strikeouts. Xander Bogarts not feeling very comfortable. He says he has headaches at second base because he doesn't know because he all of a sudden has to switch from going to his left to going to his right. Um, And Fernando Tatis has officially told AJ Preller and the world Jackson Merrill should be on the team's opening day roster. Those are your Padres news and notes. Mm -hmm. Now, your highlight of the day, Chief Saholic. The man who was dressed up as a wolf to go to every Chiefs game. And you're like, everybody was like, he's one of the biggest mascots, that unofficial mascots all across the NFL. Today, officially pleaded guilty to robbing all them banks to go to those Chief games. He now faces up to 50 Shout years out. in maximum in prison. And uh, that's really just, he, I, he was must pay $532,000 in restitution. He faces 50 years in prison, and he's accused, or he admitted, of stealing more than $800,000 in 11 bank robberies across seven states. He's officially pleaded guilty. Wait a second. I want to see this movie, dog. I got to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. You're talking about this like everybody knows what you're talking about, and I got to be honest, I don't. There's, you don't a, remember I do remember, this story? I remember a little mm-hmm. bit about a guy with a bank robbery wearing these like wolf masks. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. The way you the way you said it though, I, I I was like, wait, did I? Is there a guy that goes to these Chiefs games in wolf masks? Yes. That was, okay. That was awesome. Didn't don't know. Oh, sorry, dude. I thought yeah. we talked about it on this on this on this program yeah. a while ago. He would he shows up to games looking looking like this. Let me pull it up real quick. So the guy who he he wears the same gear that he wears when he robs yeah. banks. Uh, I, that part I don't remember, but I feel like that's true. <laughs> 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 now he, his his uh his identity was always a mystery 
And once it was discovered, uh, it, it, people started putting all the pieces together, and it was this dude named Xavier Babud Babudar. Oh, and yeah. he was 800 grand just to go to Chiefs games. Now nice. he's going 50 years in prison. You could, you could buy a lot of weed at, uh, at Tory Holistics when you use the code BetterBud when you got $800,000. Hey, stick around. We're coming right back. Radio listeners, stay right where you are. Podcasters, let's go get on. Hey, great friends, everybody who's watching on Cox Your View, whether you're in San Diego, Orange County, L.A., Santa Barbara, wherever you're watching, glad you guys are here. As a matter of fact, um, I did yesterday get a text message from a longtime listener, and he had a picture where he had his screen divided in like four different ways, and uh, we were in the bottom right corner. I don't know how he did that, because I always feel like on Apple TV, you can do that for like college football games, but my man had, uh, he had four different things going on. He had on a, um, Miami heat Portland trailblazer game. He had on ESPN in the upper left corner. I don't know. He had a TV commercial down in the bottom right corner. And then there we were in the, in the bottom. So yeah, hmm. dude, I don't that know. Looks, how he, does he have four different TVs? I don't, I don't know. You know what? Maybe, maybe it is four different TVs as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> there was a lot of space in between the yeah, you know, pictures maybe, there. Now that I now that I look at it, maybe it is four different TVs. Yeah, there it is. There it is, right there. I can't really uh, see it, but yeah. I know you can. I know you can. Hey, um, as usual, uh, our daily uh halftime report is brought to us by Prize Picks. I would love for you to download the Prize Picks app, use our code Great Friends, and get that one hundred percent match up to a hundred dollars. So we've been talking about Prize Picks forever. Many of you have downloaded the app and many of you have made your first deposit. And you got that first that first deposit match. But there are a lot of you also out there who are watching right now who are like, you know, I've thought about it, but I haven't done it. I don't really play like that. I don't do player props. Once you play, you're going to find out how much fun it is to play these games and you're going to want to play all the time. Download that prize picks app and use our code great friends for the first deposit match. And by the way, you can use Apple Pay on your phone to uh to to put in that money hey so one of the things we didn't get to today on the radio show we talked a lot of san diego state basketball and uh, we wound up talking a lot of football too uh, in fact we'll get to some of that coming up but we did not really talk a lot about padres and spring training which is fine mm -hmm. by me i mean i i'm not really consumed with the preseason of any sport frankly but um i would love to hear what xander bogarts is saying about his move from short to second because i'll just say this brown last year the whole conversation about Tatis moving out to right and your skepticism about his happiness. I'm going to be equally as skeptical when it comes to Bogarts. I mean, I think at the beginning you're, you're kind of doing the right thing because you're being a team guy. The manager Correct. is asking you to do it. The, the general manager is asking you to do it. They may have even made a presentation to you about what the stats say. You may have talked to your agent. He's like, bro, who cares? You're making the same amount of money. Screw them. What does it matter? I mean, but I just don't believe that a guy who is a career shortstop who, who chose to come to you as a free agent to make big money at shortstop after one year is such a team guy that he's just willing to, to move positions. I, I, I find that very hard to believe. So 
Uh, Alex, can we hear the uh, – let's hear what Xander Bogarts had to say from spring training. Uh, I think just trying to get comfortable. I'm not really worried about the hitting part. I'm worried more about the, the defense. Uh, kind of made a little mistake there earlier today, but I feel like it's better for me if I get all of those chances, all of those opportunities, those reps in game. I feel like I get more comfortable. Yeah, you mentioned the defense, and obviously you've got that big transition that you're making to second base. Overall, how do you feel that the transition and the progression is going for you so far? I'm super happy. I got a double play. You know, Kimmy made a nice feed to me. I got a nice double play. Uh, it's just it's just a double play. It's kind of weird for me. You know, I'm normally used to seeing the runner, seeing everything in front of me, but now it's like everything is happening. The runner's coming behind me, so I can't really see him. So that, that for me has been like the biggest adjustment so far. Definitely a big adjustment, but nice job with the double play. I'm sure that's got to be a bit of a confidence booster for you. Now, you mentioned Kim, and I want to talk about the chemistry that you have with him. Having the relationship that you already did, how has that helped your transition so far? I feel like me and him at me at short last year, him at second, kind of like we fed off really good off each other. He has a lot of range, so I'm happy that he'll be able to take all those balls from me. Uh, last year, kind of he kind of did so from second base, but now he's coming more from a shortstop angle, so he'll have an easier play. So... It's good to have him up the middle, you know, make my job a little easier. I don't know, man. I'm still very skeptical of this move. I really am. And, he, and when you hear a player say that, like, hey, last year I was at short and he was at second. Mm -hmm. Now he took my job at short. Now I have to go take his job at second. And by the way, I have to learn the job. And, and he, I thought he made a really interesting point. You know, I used to have everything in front of me. I could see everything mm -hmm. happening in front of me. But now the fact is everything's actually happening behind me. And that's a big adjustment as, as I've got a runner coming, but I got to turn and throw. I'm, I'm skeptical that this let is going to go well. Let him make a couple of errors. He go, he'll, 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 he'll lose it. He'll lose it on somebody. A guy of that magnitude, that's embarrassing for him. There's some personal pride about, okay, I'll move. But if things start going wrong, no, 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 no. I didn't come here for this. Like These guys are still alpha athletes at the end of the day. That's how they got to this position. If he starts to struggle at second base and then it starts to spill over into his hitting because the human mind works that way and baseball is the hardest game mentally, that, again, I disagree with this from the very beginning. And if this is a managerial decision, then this is the beginning of more dysfunction, which is what we had all last year, and we don't need that. Hmm. I don't know, well, Alex. What if, do you you don't like, if you don't like it now, you're not going to like it when he gets moved to first and they put Cronenworth back at second. So. <laughs> You know what I'm they should have they should have him taking reps at first right now during spring yeah. training. Like, yeah, just, hey, we're we're preparing for the eventuality. And then the eventuality when he just becomes your permanent DH in five years, four years. So, uh, I and I also hope that he does worry a little bit about hitting because he did just have one of his worst seasons ever at hitting. So, please don't forget about that part because we do need you to hit above 300 and and get those homers up a little bit. But, or maybe how about get a, a hit with runners in scoring position? Huh? That would be nice. That was the whole theme of last year. So there's a, I mean, looking back now, we we all we're all going to sound like geniuses and say how stupid the move was, especially seeing the position that they're in financially. So, I uh, no need to dwell on it. I will give it a chance to see how it goes because we don't have a choice but to give it a chance and see how it goes because the move is done. Hassan Kim is, in my opinion, the best defensive shortstop on this team. No no doubt about it. So that's the right move. I'm just curious to see how that right side of the infield. I think Jake is an incredible defensive first baseman. So I think in three of the four positions, you have three great defensive infielders. But I don't know what we have at second. Who's, but the, my best, biggest who's the best defensive second baseman on the team? 
Cronenworth. Who's the or Kim? I mean, okay. Kim won a gold glove. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think Kim can play both, but I know. But it's funny because you have you have Cronenworth playing out of position, and now you have Bogarts playing out of position. Makes no sense. And mm-hmm. and it's because they're accommodating Kim, who check me on this, but I think he's in the last year of his contract. He is. So so Browner, you've brought this point up how he's. Um, he's going to increase his value Correct for somebody, probably not the Padres because he's probably not going to get a, okay. You're about to. Yeah. I don't want you to forget that if Jackson Merrill does make the team, Mm -hmm. he will be another player out of position. And don't forget that Tatis who was shortstop is going into second year into right field, which he was a platinum gold glover. So I don't think he's out of position, but what I will say, Jackson Merrill, He's going to be out of position if he's an outfielder. He's an infielder. What, yeah, yeah. I just feel like Short like they're, I, I feel like they're doing a lot of um, like forcing a square peg into a round hole. This is what I do on MLB the Show, the video game. By the way, I'll just get the best players I can and, and just put them put anywhere them on the field, wherever. Because I'm going to hit. I'm going to score ten to fifteen runs a game because I got all these badass players. But in real life, that's not how it works. Are the Padres going to score ten to fifteen runs a game? Because I think because I think the Dodgers are. Stop it. I think this is the time. Tony hit a home run yesterday. I just think that this is a massive sign of just more dysfunction to come. I just don't I you why would you take a guy who's the best at the position defensively and move him to shortstop when you already had a solid guy there? Defense was not the problem on the team. I think they did the right thing though. I'll be honest with you. I think they did the right thing. Yeah, but don't you think that like Kim is gonna be a better second baseman than than Bogarts will be? Yes. And that and that even though Bogarts might be a 90 at short and let's call uh Kim a 93 at short I would say that Kim can play second base better so you're probably just better off keeping an experienced shortstop at short. Listen, this is just all preseason nonsense talk, but I just feel like you're moving a guy that you you, you recruited as a free agent, you paid him a fortune and now you're moving his position at this stage of his career. I don't believe it's going to work out, but but I'm just skeptical going into the season. Uh, Alex, what are we going to do here in the next segment here? Because we've we've got a lot to a lot of choices. Oh, some here. more uh, great calls in HBCU. Okay, oh. all right, more college basketball. Yeah, a lot of interesting stuff coming up. Stick around, everybody. Everybody, hey, it's uh, time to get uncensored, and I got to be honest with you. Um, this is going to be a very short and sweet uncensored, and I'll explain why. Um, first reason is because earlier today. Um, I decided I was going to make my own protein smoothie. Um, I'm, I, I love protein smoothies, but I really can't stand paying for them, especially they're pretty expensive. Although yesterday I got this one and um, Browner, yet again, the tip came back at Come me. Come on, fam. And, uh, and dude, and there's so many people that have hit me up that they're on team no tip. And then I and then today Al Long sent me a message earlier this morning that um, there was this uh, – there's this guy who walked, it was a report in the New York post. This guy walks into a pizza shop and um, he uh, orders his pizza and they give him the computer and it has the tip opportunity and the guy writes no tip. So, so the total was $10 and the guy said total $10, not add tip, you know, $3. And so, you know, so the guy who's now the, the pizza guy, he takes the pizza, he puts it in the oven and he burns the hell out of it. And then the guy, the guy's like, dude, it's like all freaking burnt, you know, crisp. 
And the guy's like, oh, I'll make you another one. So he sticks the pizza in the oven and he burns the hell out of that one. And the whole time he's kind of giggling, like, I'll just keep burning your pizza. You didn't give us even a, a little tip. I'll just burn your pie right up. Hey, dumb fuck. As many pieces you burn, oh, you're man. burning profit. You're burning oh, profit. It's, it's uncensored. Profit. It's uncensored. Listen, you're burning profit for the fucking company, dumbass, over what? $3 in tip on a $10 pizza? This is what I'm saying. These people have gotten out of control about you need to tip me for the shit that they already pay me to do. They pay your ass to make pizza, bro. My man you're is at a pizza no joint. Door. Y'all are thinking about that. My man is high as fuck. He forgot about the pizza, dude. Come on, dude. <laughs> fuck. Why are you just assuming it was about the tip? Well, that's a better assumption that he's stoned out of his mind. And he, every time he puts a slice in, he's like, just oh, burning yeah, pizza. Huh? Yeah, burning dude. pizza. Uh, I don't know. Well, the 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 uh, the article in the New York Post was, you know, that this guy was doing it intentionally to fuck with the guy because he didn't. I have another. I have another side thing. I know you got to go, Scott. But well, the only reason um, I got to go is because I made this protein smoothie. Right, I made the protein smoothie. (laughs) Right, so so I made the smoothie, and I'll tell you what was in the smoothie. It was almond milk, it was ice, water, um, and then my daughter bought this like Trader Joe's combination of like blueberries and bananas and kale and spinach and all these like green. And she's like, "This is perfect for a smoothie, Dad." So I poured this shit in there. I took the protein powder. I took some fucking. uh, almond butter and I took and I smoothied it all up and I and dude I drank like not only it was like two of these you know and then so then I got done and then we get on the air and I like to drink an athletic greens while we're on the air for two reasons um one great hydration two put all the vitamins in and then I guess I'll throw a third reason in I want you guys to see that I actually fucking drink this shit okay I do so then what happens is now you got smoothies sitting here and then you got athletic greens on top of that and athletic greens is like Drano you know what I'm saying? Like it just whatever is going on in here, boom, it's coming so, out. But right. I like you got to tell people too. Like after a while, doesn't it go away for you, or is it just like for me? I'm I'm normal. I drink every day too, and I'm I just think it's the beginning. Your body's processing all the vitamins, and are you still really shit yourself that no, much? No, here, here, here's the deal. <laughs> Might be something else, dude. No, no, no. Be a you problem, brother. <laughs> no, no, no. Here, here, here's the deal. You should always have the athletic greens before you do anything else. It's the first thing you should take in the morning. So when you've already had something in and then yeah. you put this on top of it, it's coming wow. down. Oh, okay. Okay. Maybe but that's what it is because literally the first thing in my body is athletic greens. Yeah. So that, generally what I do is I start off the morning. I have a cup of coffee and then I have the athletic greens. Today I had the it's cup of coffee and I had the cup of coffee. Then I had the smoothie. Mm-hmm. Then I had mm-hmm. the athletic greens. So I'm going to tell you right now that I'm holding on for dear yeah. life. You feel so me? Hold on. Yeah. My my little thing I wanted to discuss, we could do it later, is just like the efficiency of bag boys nowadays or bag people nowadays. Mm-hmm. They're terrible. Oh, I'm like, way better. There I'm needs better to be a course the for these, these. And it's normally 16-year-old kids, so I don't want to shit all over them. But like I went to the grocery store yesterday, and I'm paying for bags. I don't give a fuck. Like I will pay for bags. That's 10 cents. Most of the cashiers don't even charge you anymore. They just don't give a shit. Right, right. So like I'm like, yeah, give me as many bags as you need. So my boy is like doing, you know, two things in the bag. And these bags are freaking heavy duty. And I'm like, it's not about the 10 cents, dude. I just don't need to be carrying 10 bags up these two flights of stairs. But yesterday was the complete opposite. My boy stuffed these bags like crazy where I couldn't even like close Mm -hmm. the top. Mm -hmm. And then out of nowhere, he's just like, you know what? I think you've had enough bags for the day. So he puts my eggs on the side, my bananas on the side, and a loaf of bread not in a bag. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this, dude? Like, what am I supposed to do with a carn of eggs, 
six bananas and a loaf of bread and then five bags. Like, put it in a bag. I was very I, the, the efficiency needs to be discussed because it's mm-hmm. bad. Well, when I go to the grocery store, I bag myself because I know I'm just a better bagger. Yeah. There's certain grocery stores that let you bag, and then there's certain grocery stores that there are people to bag. And I'm not gonna take people's job. No, I'm 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 bagging. And I will say, I don't know what Browner's face is, but I will say, like, I just it's just the young people, like these and props to them for getting a job at the young age, but they're like, you know, they're half ass models. Is there no training, dude? Come on. Ain't no training to bag. Look at that face. Look at that. What, know, what did I say? I know. What, what did, did I you? say? Right. Why are you getting on the bag boy? Might be high. To me, no, he might be hot as mine. Bag boy might be hot of his mind. Just putting eggs out, put cartons in. You know, you know, you never know. You know what? That's a good point. You're yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. I can agree with you. See, I, yeah. I am capable of agreeing yeah. with you. I, I say, you know what? You're right. I ain't tipping. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Oh, just wait till the baggers start going like this. Yeah, right. Hey, like they're fucking bellboys. No, no, like, no, no. You'll you'll have your grocery bill. It'll the computer. It'll say like a hundred dollars, and then at the bottom it'll say tip. So you got to tip the cashier, the bag boy, and the guy who gets the fucking carts out in the in the the valet. Valet, I'm tipping. Bag boy, carry your. your, I'm tipping. Okay. Bag boys. The person who carries the bag. Oh, okay. The the lady who cleaned the hotel room. I'm tipping. Hotel industry. I'm tipping y'all. Okay. A five guy. You, I ain't tipping you, motherfucker. What do you tip your barber? Fuck him too. You know, haircuts. Let me calm down because that was loud. I heard that. Haircuts. <laughs> haircuts cost forty fucking dollars now, bro. Yes, forty dollars. Really? I ain't For a brother you like now. yourself. Oh, 40. also, like, have you seen the the new the new thing? Is if your barber has a ring light and black mm-hmm. gloves, your shit's a hundred bucks now. Like, fuck, them motherfuckers fuck. think they're influencers all of a sudden because they put bro. black gloves on and a ring light to cut your hair. Fuck him and fuck that. I let this bitch go I, like Moses around this motherfucker. $40 for a guy. $40 dude, motherfucking dude, I, dollars. You come to me. You come to me. No, no. You come to me. I I'll get my hair cut every three weeks. It's 35 bucks. And I tip How much bucks. you tip? I don't even know if that's good or bad. How much? I could that's... be outing myself as a cheap person, How but much? whatever. Five bucks. How long does it take the to option, cut the hair? The options on the computer is 5, 10, 15, 20. And there's no way I'm going 10. Yeah. So I'm going. See, f- I just hit five. Where, where's this? I, used, I got a girl. Okay. So used, it's I not used, like a regular, pl- like a supercuts or a sport clips or a no. place like that. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Listen, I used to go to a black-owned business to get my hair cut because, like I said, representation is important to me. Motherfucker once charged me fifty dollars. I ain't been back since. Ain't going back. Okay. Well, isn't it a coffee say? shop now? No, 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 no. It, it, it's next to a <laughs> breakfast place. It's in okay. PB. And I love that. I love that young brother. Keep hustling. Keep doing your thing. <laughs> but you ain't finna get my fifty. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't yeah, do dude, it. I, right, I got to so go. Little... No, 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 I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. All right. Flush it.